Yes, 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 this is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBAC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney, the Southside Bum, and Dougie Freshness. Oh, gents, we have survived Saturday night and survived that weekend, which that was uh that was a shit show. <laughs> Classic. Classic bums. <sighs> Dougie, how you feeling? He, he he tweeted Dougie tweeted out his drinking concussion, and I had I replied back. He's basically Antonio Brown. This guy, since he's joined the bums, has been nothing but drinking concussions and 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 an al- alcohol induced CTE. Basically, how you feeling, Dougie? Uh been better, been better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, that was a rough night for me, as uh, some of you may know. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and judging by my barbell, I saw where it came from. <laughs> uh, yeah, went, uh, went just a little bit too hard. Um, but, uh, you know, eh, it happens. It but, happens. It happens to the best of us. I, I, I think, you know, doing this for a good, uh, like, you know, what, what do we say? Including the tailgates, like two, two and a half years now. Um, it happens to the best of us, so. You've been working hard. You're yeah. working hard to spend that money and uh, leave it all in Wrigleyville. Yeah, <laughs> how about it? That was uh, that was my first time drinking in a month, and I picked a very very poor day to get back on the wagon because I didn't take any. There was no pre gaming. There was no warm up. It was raw no alcohol. <laughs> it was no alcohol in four weeks, and then. All right, here's um here's shots of tequila. Here's a lot of beers, and um, night did not end well for me. I don't think it ended well for a lot of us. I don't. I mean, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Three out of the four bums had not the best of night. I'm all sunshine and rainbows to tell you the truth. Right, this ain't my first rodeo. I'm gonna do my pet on the bat, Barry Horowitz style, but uh. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone that came out. Um, early bum of the week, right? The Blackhawks. I think we are all in agreement. We knew this going in. So a little peek behind the curtain. We knew that with all the injuries and them being a rebuilding team, that there was a possibility they were going to suck. But we're like, let's just do the watch party anyway. Jason, you set it up. You went through all the effort um, to set it up. But we knew in the back of our heads, like, they might score five goals. They might score no goals. And it was uh, a no goal effort. But it was no goal. Effort. They didn't stop us. We, we instead of doing the goal shots, we turned them into rally shots. And I think the rally shots were probably a bad idea. We should have been doing yep. more rally beers and less rally shots. Yeah. I mean, there was one time uh, I, I did a shot. And then next thing you know, literally a minute later, Dougie and the bouncer come up to me and they're like, hey, Come on, do a shot with us. I was like, motherfuckers, I just did one like 30 seconds ago. Like, and I just it was back to back tequila shots. And you know, they give you the little the little white plastic cups, so you don't really know how much you're they, they gave us the like so um shout out country club, the distributor, they you know, they hooked us up with a couple of comp bottles of tequila. And the initial plan was when the Hawks were gonna score a goal, we would you know, fill up the, the cups, pass them out to the people who wanted to do a tequila shot. And that was supposed to, you know, be our way of saying thank you for everyone who showed up. If there was a Malort shot, obviously you would uh, have to buy your own Malort shot. But we were figured, like, we can get the tequila. We'll take care of everyone. 
and there was no goals. So it was everyone just like, and they gave us the bottle, and it was like we were just free pour. Like that could have been an ounce, that could have been an ounce and a half, it could have been even two ounces for all I know. Dougie, I made you, I gave, I, I think the worst mistake I ever did in my life was <laughs> make putting you in charge of pouring alcohol. For that people. was so hand up my that was bad, such for, a bad idea. I thought about yeah. that like in hindsight in the morning when you know it took 15 people to get Dougie down the stairs. I thought, why in the hell? Did we let Dougie be in charge of two bottles of tequila? And that's that's leadership, Jason. That hand up. That's that should be that's uh, on me, dude. That's on us. That's coaching. Not only as that's coaching. Not right only there. as a former bartender, I should have been like, okay, I know how to. I can like eyeball what an ounce, ounce and a half is going to be. I can guarantee Dougie was filling up to the first line and pouring like that much tequila into the bottom of those cups, man. Like Joey, Joey with the good line. Dougie is the lime guy next. I will say, I will say one thing though, when doing that shot ski with all you guys, I literally thought that, that, that a shot was going to fall all over my face. I mean, it, I was obviously I'm not the tallest guy and the line towards it, it was just all like a Rocky, like, you know, line where I thought it was going to like, you know, anyways, I was able to get it, but yeah. Maybe next time if we do that, we got to line it up correctly. There's a science behind the shot ski. Jason, we've been doing it for a a good amount of playoff runs since 2010, but it had been a while. You know, obviously the Blackhawks have been on Rocky Road for a better part of like half a decade. Um, It had been a while, and it is. There's a science to the shot ski where you should probably line up. um, And I don't have the picture out there, but CPG, Joey P., uh, Cherizi and maybe Prez or someone else did one, and you kind of have to line up the tall guys at the end. Or, or it was Alex, it was yeah, Alex. or Alex Rude, yeah, yeah. So you have to. There's a science behind it, and so yeah, uh, uh, maybe Johnny. Uh, I don't want to insult you, but like step stool or or maybe I <laughs> maybe no I, no you know what I should I should have crouched down. I should have crouched down more. No, I mean you're not insulting me. I I know I'm short. Okay, I, I totally get that. I, I embrace that. I embrace that now on, but see um, the ladies, the ladies had a good idea. The, I mean, except for Aaron. Like, Aaron, Aaron with her shout out to Aaron for her Mr. Burns. <laughs> that tweet made me laugh so much that she said she looked like Mr. Burns. Um, that was perfect. Yeah, uh, that's great. Well, I have actually a funny story to tell you guys that Mary told me about the next day because I don't remember fucking shit. Um so I woke up the next morning and my neck hurt and I was like, I'm like, man, I'm like, what the hell did I do last night? So apparently uh, me and Mary have a split based King bed. So apparently in my drunken stupor, I split the two mattresses and kind of fell in between the two mattresses (laughs) and my head was stuck. So I was basically hanging myself in the, in the bedroom (laughs) And all she, all she, she kept just saying, she goes, I come in the bedroom and I hear you just saying, help, help. (laughs) I couldn't do nothing, dude. I was stuck in between these two mattresses. So she had to move the two mattresses apart and I had to army crawl out. Apparently. That's hilarious. You're basically like uh, Winnie the Pooh stuck in rabbit's house. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, a couple more pictures. Uh, we had CBG. Shout out to everyone. Big Tom, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Big Tom. Big Tom um, set up the Peacock stream so that everyone, 
to tell you the truth, the Blackhawks game turned into a Royal Rumble watch party at one point. By the time the men's rumble happened, it was half hockey and half wrestling. And and there was there's a lot more cheers for CM Punk and Cody Rhodes and everything else than the actual Blackhawks game. I mean, so, no fault. I, no I, fault I, was, I told you, I told you next year we should do a Royal Rumble watch party at a bar because like that was I, that put butts in seats, man. Like people were glued. Yeah. So I know CPG was involved. Aloha, Mr. Hand. He, I got I, this was at the very end of the night. Shout out to Pete. Yeah, he he came in there. He 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 slammed some some drinks down. So, yeah, that that, that was, was like a, the beginning of the end for me with him. We were doing uh, we were doing ch- shots of double Jack and uh, you mixed, dude. How? Oh yeah. You, after all tequila, you were doing double J. Oh my god, that's, yeah. that's rookie mistake yeah. right there. That is rookie mistake. Yeah. Dude, I I will tell you off the air. I told already told Peter. I, I have a good solid number of what I did, and I don't want to brag about it. So we will talk off the air about that. It's not good. All right. Hey, hopefully you, hopefully you got that bonus at, that bonus clears at work or that tax return comes through. Cause... <laughs> yeah, no, there's no coincidence. Dougie was bragging about filing his taxes this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so – we thank everyone. Um, the giveaways were a, a smash hit. We gave it. We had a couple neon signs that we gave away as well. Um, like we had all this Captain Morgan merch from um, Country that Country Club. It was Blackhawks slash Captain Morgan gear. Um, the funniest thing about the giveaways: nobody wanted the bobbleheads. Nobody gave those White Sox things away. No. At nobody like it was like take take whatever you if you your number gets called take whatever you want off the table nobody wanted the bobbleheads and I was surprised because we had like those are like three of the big ones from last year was the TA the Dylan Cease and the Lou Bob and I even for the Dylan Cease I even put in um, a commemorative ticket that I had with Carl Rodon's no hitter nobody wanted it it that was the funniest shit where i i forgot who i forgot who won one and it was like can i just give my ticket back because i don't want to take <laughs> nobody oh, wants yeah cherizy uh, cherizy was like yeah i don't want none of this can i can we just do the shot ski that was a <laughs> yeah. great idea shout out cherizy that was a good idea he like i mean you know he's at every game so i'm sure if he wants a bobble he could just go to mss's basement he was in he was in no mood for a bobble but he was in mood for tequila so we all had so, some. Uh, we all had some shots with uh, Treasy. Fucking MSS wins the Goose Island of all things. The Goose Island um, neon sign. Blackhawk sign. People thought and it I was. Gar- yeah, but I guarantee that thing's gonna be going on eBay this week. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> that, I was. I was. I'm hoping he would. He keeps it, but the 100 percent of things going on eBay this week, and <laughs> I, I maybe I'll just go on there and. Follow him on eBay and buy it back or something. Buy it, buy it, buy back your sign. Yeah, just do yeah, it. Buy it, buy should, it now. We should say peek behind the curtain. Uh, Julie ended up winning the big sign. It was like the Bud Light or Budweiser, um, Blackhawks, Blackhawks sign. Yeah. And we ended up uh, giving it away because I was like, I don't know if uh, or it was Julie. Graciously, she's like, the bums probably shouldn't be winning their own raffles, and that's probably a good. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, Joey was right. You guys were trying to auction me off too. We've been doing that. We we talked about it last show. We're trying to pimp you off, my man. 
Yeah, unless we're getting Gian Greco up in I'm here. Not a, I'm not a piece of meat. Yeah. We we keep talking about the super chats being close, but they're not that close. And we need to make some money before these tailgates start happening. So if we have to <laughs> pimp you off, my man, that's gonna happen sooner than later. Get get it any way we can by hook or by crook. We're making some we're making some money here. So, um, so I think the what was the funniest thing was after so. After the night ended, which um, it didn't end well for for us, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We don't want to incriminate ourselves. We no, we probably play it smarter than we should. So it was uh, the, the it was people. A the people who were there, the people who were there, know the night ended pretty poorly for us. Uh, but me driving home, like I didn't drive, um, so Sarah was was driving back, driving us back. Um, it, it it was a long drive home because I had to have her pull over on fifty five because I had to do a little little pukey pukey. Um, apparently, the tequila <laughs> did not did not go well with me. Um, dry, all the dry shots. January, dry January. That's a motherfucker, dude. You got you got to you, you can't you can't rip the bandaid off, man. You gotta you gotta ease yourself back in. You can't just go shots right away after four weeks. So, um, the uh, there was that, and then shortly after, I was like, oh. You gotta, you, you gotta pull over. I gotta go piss. So I make her get off on Damon, and I tell her it's like she turns like off a of da- fifty-five and Damon. She turns down by the Target, and right by a viaduct, there's like there's a I, there's a little alley. I say pull over, and I go I go around the side of the building. I go I go piss, and as I am walking back to after I finish, I'm walking back, and I almost get hit by a car. I'm like motherfuckers, and Sarah's all freaking out, like I thought that car was gonna hit you, like what the fuck. So, Peter, <laughs> we drove we drove Johnny home. So Johnny is not too far from Sax Park. My grandma's uh, is not too far from that anyway. So I always get off or get on the highway on Archer and Damon. So this has been an ongoing thing for me since I was uh, like young. If I'm driving from the city, I'm driving from Wrigleyville. I usually, uh, the saying in the Fonseca is big D, little B. We have small bladders. I have to pee. I have to pee. So we pull over by my grandma's house and there's a shadowy figure with a hoodie on. And Julie was like, holy shit, that looked like Jason. And I'm like, there's no shot that was Jason. Like how many million people are in Chicago? No shot that's Jason. But I still have to pee. So I'm like, I'm not going to pee where I usually do, which was right where you were. I'm like, I'm going to go further down the block. I'm like, I don't know if this guy has a gun or I don't know. We don't know. We don't know this guy. There's just a guy in the middle of the alley. So we keep going and I end up peeing and then we get on the highway and we go home. But that's my move. That alley is my pee alley. That's that's been my alley for for years. Um, Later on, on Sunday, I'm at Starbucks. And then you tell me your whole story. And I was like, Holy shit! I am. We almost ran you over. We almost <laughs> ran you over in the back of an alley in Chicago because you were peeing in the only alley in Chicago I pee. <laughs> Dude, uh, are, are we Eskimo brothers? Are we Piscopo brothers? We, I, we almost crossed streams. We almost crossed streams that night. We're Piscopo. Uh, we're Piscopo brothers, dude. Like you were. You were literally like five seconds. Away from seeing my dick, yeah, in in full headlights, 
from <laughs> turning the corner. <laughs> I'm like, um, what are the odds? What are, what are the odds? What are the odds? We we're, we're we we piss in the same alley, dude. Um, that that fucking that fucking made me die laughing. Not only that we pissed in the same alley, but you almost ran me over afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, we um, almost lost two. We almost lost two bums in one clip. What, <laughs> one what a jail, The other guy gets fucking killed. Unreal. But I'm happy. I'm happy you didn't see uh, little Jason because that would have been very awkward conversation the next day if you had to say like, "Dude, I saw some guy's dick in the alley yesterday," and I would have been like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, that was my dick." <laughs> so, made it home. And night did not end well for me, but um, again, we want to thank everyone for coming out. It was, it was a great, uh, it was a great time. Um, Hell yeah! And I guess we'll just say that the next, um, the next event will be sometime, hopefully soon. We'll do Peter versus Johnny bowling. Yeah, we got to get that on the schedule. I mean, if people want to come to that and watch it live, we can do that, and then we'll record it. But uh, the bowling alley. Uh, is to be determined. We'll figure that out and announce it. But then after that, home opener, baby. Yeah, home opener, right around the corner. And we're gonna we're gonna try to uh, get together soon. Announce uh, what our whiskey at Comiskey uh, schedule is gonna be. Um, I did not renew my season tickets this year. Um, they have to. I, I, I. They have to give it. Um, the, the Sox are in a one year prove it deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> So you, uh, that's, you're not franchise tagging the White Sox. No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not franchise tagging. You know, they're 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 a free agent right now, and they gotta they, if they want me to come back, they're on a one year prove it deal. So, um, <laughs> see what see what happens. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll get we'll announce our schedules shortly once we plan out with the dates. Um, I think we're obviously we're gonna do the home opener, and we just saw a schedule that the Sox Cubs is a Saturday night game. In first weekend of August, August tenth, it'll oh, be in the books. Okay, sorry, oh. yeah. That, Spoiler alert: I think the, we're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. that one. Um, I said I might spare no expense for that tailgate, man. Like, we're, we're gonna try to pull up all the stops for for that tailgate. So, all right, let's let's talk a little sports, um, guys. The Super Bowl is set. It is the 49ers versus the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah. Four times in five years. I mean, I guess you can't really hate on, except for the fact that that could have been us if we had competent people in charge. Um, but I, th- I, th- I thought the Lions had a really, really good shot to uh, to make it. But Dan Campbell, man, holy shit! I'm surprised his head's not on a, on a pike this morning after after what he did. What were you guys' thoughts on his? non-field goal fourth down attempt it's tough man i've i've seen it both ways like you live by the sword die by the sword like the the big balls dan campbell all season long going for it there's no reason why you should stop it and to tell you the truth his team all like has been like he's had they've had his back like throughout this whole thing um but we were watching it live and i told julie when you get to the playoffs, those like, you know, high risk, high reward situations, you kind of have to play it smarter than that. Um, I see it both ways. I really do think they, they obviously 
they had a way better chance to win than the Ravens did. The Ravens just didn't show up. Um, that was that was but the, like, that the was... Lions. Our guy I, Johnny, we talked about it. Our guy Bob Pants, Detroit super fan, was at the game, and I and I didn't talk to you about it, Jason. But I'm like, if they win, we're gonna have to have him on the show pre uh, to preview the Lions Super Bowl. And thank God that didn't happen, by the way, because I was not. <laughs> I'm not one of the you know, Chicago fans that are like, well, the Lions aren't as bad as the Packers or the the Vikings. Yes, they are. They're a division rival. So I was happy that they lost. I was rooting for the 49ers. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think the inexperience showed too in both games. Obviously, the Ravens and the flags and all of the personal fouls and things like that showed. And so are the Lions. The Lions are a very young team and they hadn't gotten this far. I mean, not in my lifetime. I don't remember them getting to the NFC championship. Um, and you could tell, you could tell that the, the 49ers um, like they just didn't lose their cool. And, and I had a tweet talking trash about Brock Purdy in the first half. And, and yeah. that came out and bit me in the, and some 49ers fan was like, how does that shit sandwich taste? And I'm like, ah, it's a, it wasn't my, <laughs> it wasn't my worst take in the world. Like Brock Purdy had a really bad half. Um, yeah, but I said it in like our NFL preview show. Besides quarterback, the the 49ers are built so well that they have weapons on both sides of the ball at every position. So and I think that showed at in the second in the second half. So people are complaining that it's a repeat of what four years ago? Or it was like the repeat of the COVID year, right? It was like right before the world went to shit. Yeah, it was yeah, it was before, the, yeah. it was the Chiefs. Uh, 49ers, but I'm excited about it. I think the story, there's storylines galore. Um, the the Chiefs are basically the building a dynasty close to the Patriots, and if they win another one, they're going to be right there. So I'm excited about it. There's the whole Taylor Swift aspect to it that people hate or love or or somewhere in between. But uh, I dig it, man. I, I I'm really excited about it. Um, Jason, do we want to tease uh, next week's show yes. or should we wait? Yes, because. We're you're talking about the 49ers, and mm -hmm. if we if Detroit won, we were gonna have to have Bob Pants on, but we got someone better, someone immensely better, someone who's friends with all of us. That's Josh Nelson. Oh, you you hit it. We clicked on so, it. Um <laughs> coming, he's coming out on Bumcast 169. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Josh is gonna come on next week. He's gonna talk 49ers, he's 49ers super fan too. So uh He's gonna break down what the what he's been seeing with the 49ers all year and give uh, his Super Bowl predictions and maybe the Sox will have some news and we can talk a little Sox with them as well. But he's gonna be our our guest next week. Um, we're gonna be talking Super Bowl preview with him. So yeah, Dougie, you had the tweet at that like you're having carnitas and watching football all Sunday long. What did you uh, <laughs> what did you think of the games? Uh, so. Yeah, the first game was a total wet fart, and then uh, the second game, I got called into work, so no. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I got called into work, so I did. I basically was told that the Lions were crushing, and it was at halftime. And then by the time I got home, it was like literally the end of the game, and it was twenty four twenty four. And like I watched the field goal, and that was it. I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "How did they? How did that happen?" But I will say. The NFL always gets their man. But this year, they got their woman because they wanted Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> they wanted her for this, the Super Bowl halftime show this year. 
and she rejected them. She said no to them. Okay. So this year they had to go a different route. They put secret agent in there. They got her into the Super Bowl, and this is what's going to exactly happen. I want you to clip this because it's going to fucking happen. Kelsey is going to win another Super Bowl. He's going to propose to her on field, and then he's going to retire. End of story. That's how they wrote this one this year. Wow. I wow. like that. You're looking at a love story here. Okay. Time out. Time out. So b- yep. before we get to Johnny's thoughts, because I have a question for you, Johnny. Um, you had the tinfoil hat on last episode about the 108 guys being in cahoots with uh, the White Sox brass. And there was a picture of Lawrence's fish. And you had that. And we were all laughing and making jokes and stuff like that. And then they go to the field, field museum. And then they have that picture of Pedro. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my first thought was like, Dougie. Dougie knows something that we didn't know. So now you, you have another prediction. I like this. Well, yeah. the, the piggyback off Dougie, Sarah said that there is a whole conspiracy theory that the NFL put the uh, that referee crew in for the, the Ravens-Chiefs games because the home team only wins 40% of the time when that NFL officiating crew is doing a game. Mm. Wow. Well, all right. I agree with, I mean, I, I, I love a good conspiracy theory more than anybody, but when you have the bonehead penalties that the Ravens had, it's, it's tough to justify like, Oh, it was the ref's fault. You know? Sure. I, well, the other part of it too is like, dude, how did Patrick Mahomes have all that time? And what was there? Maybe like one holding call the entire game. Like, I don't know. I mean, you he also got a lot of the much. the um, roughing the passer penalties. He got a yeah. lot of those calls when I, Justin I think, Fields gets zero of them. What devil's advocate to that was like before in the previous two playoff games, the Chiefs had let off no sacks. So he mm-hmm. hadn't been sacked in the playoffs up until right. this game. So mm-hmm. their O-line has been playing good. So I, I wouldn't yeah. just say like, well, conspiracy. I think we might have a little segment here. Conspiracy Corner every week. Come up with a new conspiracy. I like it. We're going to have to do sports uh, conspiracies. Go to Sam's Club. Get like the big bulk Reynolds wrap and just start making hats. (laughs) But yeah, so so, Peter, Johnny's. So I had a question for Johnny because uh, so I had um, I usually watch a lot of the playoff games with my uncles and and we all hang out together at, at my grandma's house. And I did that for the first game. And then Johnny was at Vintage, and I'm like, I'm going to stop by for a second. When I got the Vintage, the Lions were in control, and and it seemed like it was their game to lose. I left. By the time I got home, the 49ers were up (laughs) 10 points. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, what happened in the time that, like, I left the Vintage and got home, Johnny? I mean... I hate to say it because Detroit's been having a hell of a season, but Detroit, Detroit themselves. I mean, they basically, I mean, you know, Dan Campbell and all that. um, And and I agree, like his, his whole team rallies around him. And that's why they got to where they got, because everybody was a team at that point and they went far. They had a hell of a team, a hell of a season. Uh, I can't deny it. You know, I, as much as I hate it, because it's a, it's a um, NFC North team a rival team. Um, I mean, they had a, a hell of a season. So, I mean, yeah, he did have a questionable call, a call of going for that fourth down and all that. But um, 
you know, his, his, uh, his team like backs him up and whatnot. But like I said, I mean, it's, I don't know if they were playing conservative. I don't know like what it was like where he was just, he just was stuck to his game plan. And that's how, that's what kind of bit him in the ass uh, later on. And that's why they're not in the Super Bowl right now. Uh, going back to the first game though, um, that, that Ravens chiefs game, um, the Ravens had a little bit of momentum when, when Zach Flowers got that that catch, and all of a sudden he just literally put his hands on on uh, on the defender here. I can't remember the name of the he, 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 he spun the ball down. He did the <laughs> yeah, Zay Flowers. Yeah, I mean yeah. yeah so he, he did, he did that. Yeah, he did that. I'm just like, dude, it's a big game for you to do something like that. And then what what is the next thing that? Well, a couple plays later, he he uh, he fumbled the ball. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of karma, on, you know, on his end where, you know, he did something that cost his team, you know, a couple of yards back. But it's just like you got to think straight when you're in this in that situation. So um, especially in a big game, because, I mean, you're, you know, that, that I thought Baltimore was the better team. They had a, I thought they were going to win. But, man, dude, Patrick, you know, you, you kind of nailed it on there. Like Patrick Mahomes is starting to become like a Tom Brady type of like a player. I mean, Boogie, man. you don't – he doesn't have the amount of weapons that he used to have. He had zero weapons besides Kelsey, man. That's what I'm saying. And the thing that he it, – it like a year in, year out, like he's fucking killing it like every single year. Like I never would have thought – this year, like I thought maybe the Ravens would have been like this. They, they were looking like the favorite at one point. I thought Miami looked really good too, because they had all those weapons. Um, yeah. Did not think that the Kansas city chiefs were going to, we're going to go this far. Um, I have a strong feeling they are going to win not for Dougie's uh, take. I love you with your, your uh, conspiracy theories and all that. I just think they're the hot team right now. They, they just got that hot hand. They went and steamrolled in Baltimore as well, too. Um, also in Buffalo as well, too. I thought Buffalo had a really good team, too. I thought they were going to go far uh, this year as well. But I think Kansas City has a hot team right now. As much as um, it, it – I don't know what the uh, – I didn't even – I was placing my bets on a couple of things, but I didn't see the actual money line. Is San Francisco it, the, the favorite right now? San Francisco opened at, or I saw it last night at one and a half. And okay. so if you're, if you're telling me you're giving uh, Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes plus points, I, I'm taking it every day. Uh, I, I have much more faith in Patrick Still one Mahomes than I, than I do Brock Purdy and, Kyle Shanahan, although he just finally got over the hump, and, and they've been to the Super Bowl before, he still hasn't proven he's been able to win the big game. And up until this playoff run, they had never come from behind and won until they did it. Yeah. They did it the last two games. But all that considered, like I still think the veteran leadership of of the Chiefs is going to go a long way in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I think uh, I mean we're going to talk about it more next episode. But uh, I, I like right now I'm leaning I'm leaning Chiefs big time. I saw yeah. something. It was uh, like Johnny mentioned the lack of weapons for Kansas City Chiefs, and, and everyone has just assumed they weren't the same team, and they really weren't in the beginning of the year and up until the middle of the season. But those te- the the team is so good, and and they've been there before. So I saw it was actually Big Cat from part of my take talking about how like Patrick Mahomes complained about the refs multiple times and complained about everything else outside of his receivers room. He never threw his receivers under the bus and he really could have. He really could have thrown his receivers under the bus because he has no weapons, but it took his time and he kind of, you know, protected them. And now you're finally seeing 
bits and pieces. Like Rashid Rice is like an actual viable receiver now. And it, basically the only receiver they have. But between him and Kelsey and Mahomes, that's enough to like figure out a way to win games. So credit to the Chiefs, man. Like like you mentioned, like they are they're a powerhouse at this point. I mean, it comes with yeah. good, good, good coaching as well, too. I mean, Andy yeah. Reid's been there. I mean, they've been to multiple Super Bowls. I mean, this guy's a winning coach. So that's like that's another attribute to the Kansas City Chiefs is that he gets his team prepared regardless of whatever weapons that you know he has or he doesn't have. Um, and that's the case throughout this whole playoffs. I mean, it's like any other sport. If you're hot at the right time, you're gonna steamroll. You're not, not steamroll people, but you're gonna you're gonna be good throughout the whole time. Whether whether you make it close or not, you're gonna win. A win's a win. And they keep on showing it uh, every single game. Um, they beat Miami. They beat, uh, um, you know, Buffalo. And then they beat uh, the Ravens. You know, those are very good teams that they that Patrick Mahomes went through. And um, I don't know. Like, I, this is the first, like, time that, you know, Purdy's going to be in a Super Bowl. Like, is he going to have the nerves? Like, you know, same thing with the coaching as well, too. Andy Reid's been there. Um I just, I just think coaching and just the experience as well too, and just, I just think there's the, the hot team right now. So, I definitely feel like the Chiefs are going to be the better team in this Super Bowl here. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to say too was the the Ravens for for all their, you know, hoopla and everything. They called the shit game yesterday. Their yeah. their play calling was fucking trash, and like, not enough. I don't think they did enough Lamar, you know. RPO with that stuff. They they didn't push the ball down the field. They they took too way way too many sacks and everything. Like it it was a it was just bad play calling and all around. I think Harbaugh didn't have his team ready to play. They they were undisciplined. Like the offensive coordinator just lost the plot because if you're the the lead lead league leading team in rushing and you only rush the ball six times with your running backs, that's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like you have the offensive line to be bullies and you just you just didn't do it the whole game. And to your point, it's not like they were trying like they weren't stretching the field at all. So it's like you're not running the ball with your running backs and you're not stretching the fields. You expect Lamar Jackson to do everything. And at one point he was in the he was. Like, first quarter and second quarter. The catch. Like he, the catch and he, like, yeah. <laughs> he, he caught his own pass and ran with it. But like that's some Bugs Bunny shit. You're not going to win right. football games. Tr- trust like trying like lo- having Lamar do everything like, and the fact that they just never went to the run and didn't stretch the field besides Zay flowers, there was nothing available. And I know Mark Andrews was hurt and he was coming back from injury. And that's a big weapon for Lamar, but it was just off and disjointed the whole game. They just never got into a rhythm and they never figured yeah. it out. Yeah. So go ahead. Dougie. And, and I was just going to say, and I could tell you one thing for certain, San Francisco can't have a bad first half against Kansas City. If they have even remotely a bad quarter against Kansas City, they're going to eat them alive. And it's going to be it's going to be a boring boring Super Bowl with Kansas City running away with it. I agree. You're you're you know, you're you're talking about Jared Goff versus like Patrick Mahomes and like and like Detroit Lions and Kansas City, uh, City Chiefs. You're absolutely right. I mean, Detroit kind of like, you know, they shit the bed, you know, they, they were, they were, he, like I said, he was on his own, like, you know, world, he's going to do the exact same thing he that, that uh, helped him win throughout this whole season and, and Dan Campbell. Um, and you're absolutely right. If, if he has a chance to go up 21, seven 
I don't think like San Francisco is going to come back. And they've been, you know, another thing too, I was talking to a buddy of mine as well too. Uh, Zach, uh, the 49ers haven't had a good playoffs. You know, you got to go back to the Packers as well too. They were, you know, they played it close on that game and also Detroit. Mm-hmm. I understand a win is a win, but they weren't, they weren't very like, you know, I feel like th- they're going to be the better team in this situation. That's why I feel like Kansas City is the better team uh, here. Uh, so, th- like, that's another thing, too, is just like they've had two shitty games, like, back-to-back. Yes, they both won both of those games, but, um, I mean, you're going to have to – you're not going to have the same chance as you did to those past two games. So, if you start making mistakes, you're going to pay. And definitely, when you have Andy Reid, uh, a led team with Patrick Mahomes – you can't be making that, that many mistakes. Nope. Nope. Joey P said so, in the comments saying KC's defense has been underrated all year. And this is where I'm going to mess up because I'm, I've got Shane Spagnola on the brain, but I know it's Steve Spagnola. He might be the de- best defensive coordinator in the league. Uh, he's won Super Bowls everywhere he's go. He, everywhere he goes. And he is like a big reason why the Kansas city chiefs are where they are. Even though Tony Rome was sucking, Matt Nagy's dick everywhere he goes. Like I, Matt Nagy has nothing to do with it. It's Andy Reid and it's Spagnola. Um, all right. So next week we're gonna go over our predictions for the Super Bowl, which we kind of already gave you. But we're gonna do some betting. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. with Josh Nelson about uh, what he expects from the 49ers. So it's gonna be a good like thirty minutes of Super Bowl talk with uh, with Josh. Yes. Also betting. I've actually won money uh, last night too. So yes, I will actually, you know what I'm going to do because I have been starting like um, placing a lot of bets for for the Super Bowl. I'll give my predictions of what I think that uh, could definitely hit for sure. Cause I've been, I've been doing for the most part pretty well with it, but um, I will definitely add that onto this well. Yep. So So we got some bets. We'll have maybe another spring, an octopus sprinkle, an octopus sprinkle. Uh, It would have been better if uh, like, like maybe Lamar Jackson or, yeah, uh, the, the, I mean, Patrick Mahomes would be doing it, but I don't know if Birdie would be. Would no, be doing it, but. but um, yeah, we will. Uh, well, you could have it from McCaffrey, maybe. So, yeah, he scores a touchdown and the two point conversion. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like all that. right. So, um, we'll have we back all next week with our Super Bowl uh rundown. So, uh, before we get into nonsense, it is time to pay some bills. Are you tired of getting the same old bourbon sitting on the shelf? Looking for something to impress your bourbon friends with? Then head over to Green Valley Wine and Spirits in Bolingbrook and grab one of our single-barrel bourbon bum store picks. We've got a nine-year Knob Creek bourbon, an eight-year Knob Creek rye whiskey, and our ever-popular Nulu Toasted Weeded. That's right, Toasted Weeded. So head out to Green Valley Wine and Spirits or message one of the bums. But hurry, because once these bottles go, they're gone forever. Become a bourbon bum today. I'm going to have to re-record that pretty soon because our Maker's Mark pick is dropping pretty soon. So we're going to need a whole new graphic. I'm going to need a whole new, you know, spiel for doing that. Um, so that that adds on a limited uh, limited run right now because uh, um, new stuff coming to Green Valley Wine and Spirits in Boingbrook. So thanks to everyone. And we'll make sure we reach out when that bottle's dropping so people can put in their, their requests. Um, all right. It is the final two days coming up. We got two days left in the month. So we got two polls left for our tournament of bums, our bum of the year for 2023. The final four is set. And we're just gonna I'm just gonna pull up the uh the final bracket here. All right. So in the final four on the Dougie Fresh region, Deadbeat Dads took out 
tipping pickup orders. Um, they had a Cinderella run, dude. We we all we were kind of saying Deadbeat Dads is the dark horse was in the Dougie Fresh region, your number five seed. Um, and tipping tipping pickup orders went pretty far, went a lot farther than I thought. So um, for Dougie, your uh, Deadbeat Dads is the uh, is your champion for your region. So he is moving on to face against Peter Jerry Reinsdorf. That's gonna be that's chalk. gonna be a that's oh, chalk, baby. <laughs> Deadbeat Dads versus Jerry. It's like um that's a that's an interesting one. So Packers fans uh was your number one seed and uh they got taken out by number two Jerry Reinsdorf. So Dougie versus Peter on the one side of the bracket. Uh, swinging around in the South Side Bum region, uh, Kurt Schilling moved on against Matt Eberflus, which was shocking. You know, seeing how this is a we're Chicago people here, um, a lot of Chicago voters that uh, Kurt Schilling, but he doxed Tim Wakefield's medical records, and apparently that's that scumbag territory right there. So um, Matt Eberflus goes down, and finally on mine, um, Rick Conn's pettiness took out my number thirteen seed, bare feet on planes. I thought that that was like, I didn't think that was going to go as far as it did, but I, I, I guess I never underestimated that uh bare feet on planes was like just a fucking powerhouse. Cause I was actually shocked that people like chose that over father time. So in my head, it was more, so people rather have Jerry and Virginia around for an extra year than sit next to someone on a plane with bare feet. Yes. To tell you the truth, I, I was the same way because I've lived with Jerry and Virginia long enough that what's another one or two years. And Jason, if you want to knock on wood, I'm not going to knock on wood, but maybe it might be another decade. But at this point, I've lived with it. Whoa, like I'm whoa. used to it. <laughs> bare feet on planes is banana land. Like that's an inconvenience to everyone. And I mean, I only fly sporadically. But if someone's got their bare ass feet like in my, you know, armrest, fuck that. That's worse than Jerry the Clown. Well, so it would be pretty interesting if bum of the year is between Jerry and Rick. That would be. No, that's so that's I mean, uh, another inside baseball peek behind the curtain. I, I kind of arranged <laughs> the final four on purpose for that scenario, <laughs> that possible scenario. God damn it, Peter. God damn it. What, what do we, I, we recorded a goddamn MCU review. I have like 15 like bums. And thank you for everyone suggesting their bums and MVBs. I did this again last minute. There's only so much time in a day I have to be doing our things. I will fix the shilling by the time tomorrow's polls hit. Yeah, he's our best yeah, he is our best fella. You don't you don't want to see the other people try to do these graphics. <laughs> Damn it. You could have blamed so, it on uh, me if you wanted to. So I, I could have said hey, no, I know how to spell shilling. I should have realized that. So tomorrow, uh the final four will drop in the morning, and then on Wednesday we'll round out January with our uh championship matchup. Um, and then that will be our 2023 bum of the year. And it's going to be one of those four. So um, thank you to everyone who voted, who liked, who retweeted, and all that good stuff. And we will be back doing it again next year. Um, it seems like it's a fun time. And who knows who's going to be 2024. Maybe it might, maybe it might be Jerry Reinsdorf back-to-back -back years. 
I got notorious yeah. T I TBG is in the comments. How is LeBum James not automatically in the final? He was my number three seed. He got he lost early in the in the in the tournament. Like Weird. I was a super team with Schilling, Brandon Johnson, Pritzker, and Lightfoot. Lightfoot was also in the uh in the tournament. She was she was my number eight seed. Yeah. Um and she got bounced in the first round. Yeah. So hey, we put it out there, you know. You gotta if, if you want if you wanted LeBron to go through, you had to be like Missy and Zoe and politicking for your for your guys to go because rain, the flooding made it a lot further than I thought it was gonna make. And that was that was mostly because of Missy Zoe and others who were who are politicking to get that to get that through. Um so but yeah, thank you for everyone. Um it's been a good time. And now after this, let's move on to some viral videos. Peter, take it away. So I said we were going to do this like once a, once a month, and it's, it's been like right around a month to where I did it. Um, the first one I have for you guys, and I want to keep these like recent and topical. Whenever we clip the viral videos, I, I want to do it like, you know, within the last like five days or so, so they're not outdated. But this first one is very dated. Because this came out in the 80s. And I got this one was a listener submission. And I want to see your guys' reactions to the reporter and the guy that got interviewed. This is really, really ridiculous. I mean, here's this dog right here that jumps over. On top of that, here goes a duck flying. And the idea of this game is to actually shoot the duck. I mean, that anybody would spend their good hard-earned time doing this kind of ridiculous stuff is beyond my understanding. I mean, this is an entire center with just nothing but all sorts of games and lots of sports games for all you sports fanatics. I mean, what's happening to our society? I mean, we just have to talk to this guy. Jim Tendo, is that you? It's me. Hi, Mike Sola. Jim's... Well, Nintendo's uh, for all ages, male, female, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a top-notch athlete to play the sports games or be a genius. Real easy to learn and play. Oh my god, that hair, dude. That's that's fucking like out of uh Hercules or uh I like that his nickname is American Gladiators, Jim, man. Jim Jim Tendo is an all-time name. I, I was just gonna say you got dollar store Chuck Garfine interviewing dollar store Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> yeah. I in my head I thought, yeah, he looks like a cross between like Owen Hart and Chris Jericho. But Greg the Hammer Valentine is very good too. I, I wish back in the 80s there was like on Twitter, like the old takes exposed, because that guy would have got old takes exposed so hard when him <laughs> yeah. fucking bad mouthing Nintendo. Cause that's what all we did, man. We had the you had the light gun, you did Duck Hunt, you did Mario, you did Zelda, and you spent hours. And then anytime a new game came out, you you drop your 30, 40 bucks or whatever. I can't even remember what they used to be back then. Um but yeah, you I you have like the fucking like the cases of Nintendo, like the storage containers of all your Nintendo games and everything. Like, yeah, that he was hundred percent wrong on that one. Yeah, that I mean, originally before like we did our like pre-show thing, my MVB was going to be Jim Tendo, and my bum of the week was going to be that announcer or that that reporter that like you know like he's too good for nintendo's 8-bit graphics and he's like well, what is what is wrong with society <laughs> i like to know what he's complaining about now if he was complaining about society crumbling with nintendo what's what's he complaining about for the next what was he complaining about for the next 40 years then man like 
that goddamn Taylor Swift. <laughs> so I'm glad you mentioned what he's complaining about now, because I went from one side of the coin with the video game system to the newer side of the coin. And VR is all the rage nowadays. And this happened to some poor lady. Uh, not this week. I saw this video this week. That is amazing. Like that, what a way to ruin five to throw like five hundred bucks right down the drain right there. That was that the uh the PlayStation one? It looked like the it looked like an Oculus, but I, I mean I, I don't know the difference between the two. Yeah, I, I have a feeling like there's gonna be a shit ton of those injuries going forward with VR where people you're gonna see it all over the place now. It's gonna just be peppered all over people falling over tables, falling downstairs, or some shit. Running into your microwave, that's an all-time great start for, for VR. Yeah. I'm glad Julie's in the comments. That almost happened to me at Jason's house playing the Batman game. Never again. You were a very early adopter to, to, to the VR stuff. Yeah. Do you still have that? No. So um, that was my ex-girlfriend's. Um, she won it from Taco Bell when they had... Um, they had like a giveaway for like the first ever VR. So she won oh, it and her kids uh, didn't, didn't want it. So she's like, do you want the, do you want the, the PlayStation VR? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, let's go. So like I had it for a couple of years and it was awesome. And then like all of a sudden out of the blue, she was like, oh, my kids want it back. I'm like, oh, do they get a PlayStation? They're like, no, but they want it back. Like, well, no, 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 they can't have it back if they don't got a PlayStation. Hold on a second here. Let's make a deal or something. Like, they can't just take it back and just sit on it. Like, I'm actually using it here. Let's talk about this, you know? I want I I'm I was playing Resident Evil with it, dude. Like, you want to talk about some freaky ass shit. They did um the Resident uh like two Resident Evils ago or whatever, uh, when they were like in the swamp or whatever. That was in VR too, and that was some intense shit, Tan. You had some fucking like like zombie coming up to you, like um, but yeah, I, I got it. Uh, they say possession is nine tenths of the law, and apparent. And even though I tried to say that, well, it was in my house for more than ninety days, so technically it's <laughs> squatters it's mine now. Squatters' rights on a yeah, VR squatters' process. rights, man. <laughs> shit, it's fucking Illinois, man. You can get away with that shit, but no, I was. I'm not gonna be too much of a dick about it. I was like, fine, give it back to your fucking little bratty ass kids who aren't gonna play with it. So my question was gonna be, I know you've done it. Johnny, have you or Dougie, have you guys done the VR headsets? No. Yeah, I actually, uh, I have an Oculus too. So, um, yeah, I've done it. Um, I think it's really wild. I love playing uh, Creed, the boxing. It's pretty wild, man. Like, you're like legit, like standing in the ring and they got like, like Madison Square Garden. It's like unreal. It's like you're there, you know, like really cool. I guess the thing to me with the whole thing is like, okay, it's it's virtual reality, but you know you're not like in Madison Square Garden, you're not in a swamp or to so me that's what I'm like. I'm just like, how are you running into a microwave or just like, and I you know what I have no room to talk about it because I've never tried it before. So like I you know if I did then I'd be like okay this is a different experience, but I just like in my mind I'm just like thinking like wait a minute 
I'm not like walking into like, you know, in or somewhere where it's like I'm in that in that scenario or like I said, a swamp or whatever. Like I, I'm just like in my mind, I'm just like it's just a video game to me. Yeah. So well, I've done the I've done the VR with you, Jason, and I forgot you even had that until Julie was in the comments. But recently I went to the new Sony thing at Oakbrook with Svo. He had like early, early tickets to go there. And that's like immersive virtual reality so we did the um the ghostbusters game and that was the first one we did and that was like trippy but you're still not walking you're just static and you're turning around and shooting things but it's like all around you but then we did the the jumanji virtual reality and this is this is an oakbrook you have to walk so like they make you walk through like waterfalls and different things and the first two minutes I thought I was going to fall down a waterfall. Like it was like, I don't like, it. I didn't like it one bit. And we're, we're, I was trying to figure out like if I could hold on the walls, but there's nothing really around you. It was, uh, it was trippy as shit. So as much as I'm laughing at this lady, uh, that was almost me. The, the, the first PlayStation VR though, the, it was wired. So you, it wasn't really yeah. good to run anywhere. So, but now that they're all wireless, I, I, as I said at the time, like once they make this thing wireless, it's going to be a complete game changer because like you're, st you still have to like stand up and be within like six feet of, you know, your PlayStation. Is it, it, it just, that's, it was like, felt like you're playing old Nintendo, you know, with wired controllers. Um, but the thing that for me though, like it, it gave me like a headache after like 30 minutes. I couldn't do it for like super long. And it probably was just me, but like after a while, your your eyes just start getting like kind of strained with it. And like I said, it could be me. And I had, I could only do it in short increments. So yeah, Praz is asking, do they put you on a treadmill? No, it's basically what they do is like they drywall. It's almost like a corn maze, but it's like drywall and like actual rooms. But you don't see any of that. You're just in the in like the headset. So they make you like walk and like tightrope walk and like almost even jump but you're and you're in just like a drywalled room but it doesn't feel like it it feels like you're out in the open so you have to actually walk it's crazy all right what next our next uh our next meeting i'll bring over the oculus too and we could all check it out there you go oh yeah all right as we're, so this as next we're one, this next one is from the australian <laughs> baseball league i want to show you guys yeah. the video and i'm going to talk People. about what happened afterwards yeah, your people, Dougie. This is tagged to left field. It's deep to the wall, to the hill. Giants in the lead. Giants in the lead. Giants in the lead. What so did I miss the, there? The dad that missed the catch of that home run ball. Anyone that caught a home run ball would have gotten free beer at the stadium for a year. And oh shit! I'll I'll play it one more time for the people that missed because it glitched for me. I don't know if it glitched for you guys. This is tagged to left field. It's deep to the wall to the hill. Giants in the lead. Giants in the lead. Giants in the lead. Wow. So my <laughs> Dougie is distraught right now. <laughs> my question for you was would be. If the White Sox would do this, would you move your seats from the 108 back into the outfield, Jason? 
you know, I had bleacher seats for the couple years. I remember. And, and it, I think there was only maybe one time like a home run ball came in my proximity. I was seventh row, so I wasn't like all the way back. So I was still like in that home run territory. But I think the closest it got was like maybe like 10-ish feet away from me. A um, couple like same section, but like a couple rows ahead. Like, I never got, I never had any home run balls like come remotely close. So um, I don't, I don't think that I would move the seats from the one away because I'm loyal to my bitches. And yeah. also I don't really need a year of free beer anyways. Cause I just sneak in bourbon all the time anyway. So, so my, so my second question to you guys and, and you guys get all talk about it. Do you think you're able to catch that ball knowing what the stakes are. It looked it looked like it was like a, a easy catchable ball. Can I mean, it looked like it was can't yeah, totally. I mean, it wasn't a line drive shot or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would just be reactive and then afterwards you're just like uh, and oh my god, I mean, I could only imagine what like holy crap, dude. The the like just Fucking got the ball, and now I get beer the rest of the season. My luck, I'd catch it on the last fucking game of the year or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say that I probably wouldn't get it personally, just because you mentioned it earlier. There's way too many people taller than me that's gonna probably get the ball first before me, so I probably won't even have a shot to try to get it. If I was open and, and, and wide open, I, I don't, I don't know because, like, I again, I mean, I, I love baseball, I, you know, and all that. Um, but I don't know, man, it's, it, it's, it's a tough play. It's a tough, it's play, a tough play. Yeah. Sure. Cause I, I, yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be like an Eagle thing and be like, Hey, yeah, I can catch a ball like that. Just like, cause there's other people. The thing is that other people are going to come at like at the same time as well too. And do I even have a shot? Unless I have a clear shot, it's a possibility. But I just think that with me being like, you know, short and all that, I just feel like other people will try to get it first for me. <laughs> If I was doing that, I would I would completely bitch out and just bring a mitt. I'd be like, "Hey, you want to make fun of me for my mitt? I'm getting free beers, motherfuckers. So I'm this taking all all my precautions that I can. Like, I will fucking I'll bring a big giant like butterfly net if I have to as well. I was, I was gonna say so like I, hire hire uh, Zach Hample, the foul ball guy. Yeah, and there you go. Just, like yeah. you just have him as a contractor for like a week and be like, "Hey, man." Try to get as many fucking balls as you can because I'm trying to drink for free. Yeah. All right. I got one last one, and this was something that went viral. I mean, it's it went super viral because it's the NBA. Uh, this is Luka Doncic. 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 I'm doing the Jason thing. Luka. Luka. Uh, he got a, a fan kicked out of the game. <laughs> A little context to all of this. Um, it wasn't uh, anything hateful. It wasn't like a slur. Um, the quote that got him kicked out of the game is, Luca, are you tired? Get on the treadmill. And Luca didn't like that, and he kicked him out. Thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on both sides of this. So I think it's, I think it's a soft, like, common to make to be like all right i'm gonna get you kicked out but also 
I want to say shout out to Luca for completely just pulling a power move and being like, yeah, I got that fuck you money and I'm going to get you out of here. Whether you, I, whether I think it's something that, so I kind of see, I kind of like respect it, but I'm also kind of like, yeah, it's a little bullshit. You're, you're thinking about the whole Dale Strawberry Simpsons episode when he started crying when they called, you know, started saying Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, Daryl. Listen, these guys are players. They're, they're going to get like talked to like that. I mean, they should know this. I mean, especially like that. I mean, it's something that was just like, it was something like they weren't going after like his his family or anything like that. It was just like a soft type of thing. It that was soft on him. I'm sorry. Like I've heard other people in the bleachers at the Sox game say a ton worse than what he got, and he he was soft. I'm sorry. It, to me, like your 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 players, you're gonna get that all the time. Should you deserve it? Probably not. But like that's just the name of of how it is. Like with, with you know any sport. You're gonna get yelled at. You're gonna get like whatever, especially like if you're uh, a visiting team. Um, but yeah, man, dude. I mean that that's soft in my opinion. The way that I always look at this is, would I be okay with my kid ever hearing it? And if my kid's okay hearing it, then I don't have a problem with it. You know, if if I think that it's like too much for my kid to hear. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe he should get kicked out. But you know what? If if my kid can listen to that and not come out of it, like, you know, saying it at school and getting in trouble, you know, like, no way. I mean, that is way too much power to the players right there, you know? I mean, all you're going to do is you're going to get – now you're going to get guys like LeBron. Every time he hears something just in the back of his head, he's going to get somebody kicked out, you know? It's terrible. Uh, Aaron's in the comments. This is a tough tough scene for uh, for high school. Um, but yeah, like it, I complained about like people telling people how to fan and, and, and it's been an ongoing thing for the last couple of podcasts and people telling people how to boo and where, when the boo, this is, this is the softest one of all of them. And it's been an ongoing thing when the NBA, I've meant to clip a couple other videos for when we do the viral videos, but one of them was Greg Popovich grabbing a microphone mid-game telling people to stop booing i'm like what the fuck is that and then steve kerr post-game complaining about the music being too loud in an arena it was phoenix and now luka Doncic getting kicked out or getting someone kicked out for basically just normal trash talk it wasn't anything bad there's no bad words there's no slurs nothing offensive and the guy i mean NBA tickets aren't cheap. The guy had decent tickets, and whether or not he's made of money or not, like that's your hard-earned money that you pay. And if you're just, I don't, I almost never like talk trash to like fans, you know, like or I mean to players. Like that's just not my style. I'll boo and I'll boo Jerry Krause. Everyone knows that. But the fact that this happened, I was like, what the fuck is happening to the NBA? And maybe I'm just getting old and it's like old man yells at cloud, but like it's very soft. Yeah. I like Praz's comment. Read that. Like Randy from South park, you know, (laughs) I thought this was America. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's uh, before we get to our bums and MVBs, Johnny, you had a question you wanted to ask us. So let's hit us with Johnny's question of the week. Yeah. You, you weren't able to clip it, right? Peter. I did not clip it. 
Okay. All right. Perfect. That, that's fine. So, um, actually, I, I I sent it to you guys. Uh, Shannon Sharp was um, he was uh talking to uh Ocho Cinco, um, and he was kind of ranting about how, first of all, that how um, Beyonce can't even hold a candle to Taylor Swift at this point right now. Like Taylor Swift is that that artist. He even went on a limb to even go further than that and was like, I think she might be on the level of Michael Jackson. So my question of the week is, is Taylor Swift starting to get to that point where she's getting on that level of Michael Jackson music-wise artist or, or popularity? Obviously, popularity, I mean, she's huge. I mean, anywhere you go, her tickets are, are you know ridiculous to try to get in out whatnot. Obviously, with the whole NFL thing as well, too, she's dating uh, Travis Kelsey as well, too. Is she to that point where she's actually on that level of Michael Jackson or on the verge of surpassing Michael Jackson? I would say until she buys a zoo, no. <laughs> Bubbles, Bubbles is the key she's, to everything. She's worth, I mean, I, I think she's worth a billion dollars, right? I mean, she's a billionaire. Um, I mean, she's got she's got the money to probably buy a zoo. So I don't think that's, that's the problem. Um, my opinion is that she's, she is on that verge. She, every you remember when Michael Jackson back in the day, when he would come out with the video, it used to be a fucking primetime thing. Yeah. He used to it, stop. It, was. it will get, it will get, it will get primetime. Yes. It would get primetime when a video would get primetime. Um, and, we all talked about this other than Dougie, how he feels about Taylor Swift. We're all, we're all Tay Tay fans. You know, we talked about it early on on the, on the podcast a very long time ago in a Be- galaxy far, far away before um, the video. Yes. Before. Yes. It was definitely, we were all talking about how her, her talents and her music and all that. I'm like, we're all fans. We love it. And stuff like that. My daughter's a huge, uh, you know, Taylor Swift fan. So, um, I think as much as she's been putting out as far as her albums and one out and her popularity, her concerts, I think she's bigger than, first of all, I think she surpassed Madonna. I think she's a lot bigger than Madonna uh, in a sense like that. Her, her popularity is so fucking huge. It's ridiculous right now. Um, Michael, she is on the verge of that. I think she's definitely on the verge of that. Um, She is hitting that because like, again, like she is almost everywhere. Um, they talk about the numbers about how much Taylor Swift has done. <laughs> you know, she's not even playing and the numbers are up because she's on, um, you know, if you want to call it, that is like, all right, comparing it to like what Michael Jackson videos when they first like were coming out versus what she's doing, not even putting any music on, you know, this is just putting, you know, whatever her popularity is huge. So I think Shannon Sharp, you know, he said some, he said some things that, you know, I might not agree with, but. I'm actually agreeing with him. I think that he is like literally he's onto something out with this. I, I sorry, Jack. Um, I think Taylor's surpassed Madonna. I think, I think it, you know, like you have like those artists where you just go, they go by their first names. She's Taylor. Like you, she doesn't even, think, she doesn't even need the Swift anymore. So you can just go by Taylor now. And that's, that's it. But I think I think I don't think she's on Jackson's level yet. But I think she's close. But I think she's surpassed like 
Beyonce and yeah, Madonna and, and oh, them. Yeah. Like we talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. being a gener- generational talent. This is a generational artist. Like she's breaking records that have been held for decades, you know? And I think it's it's tough to compare to Michael Jackson because it's not apples to apples. When Michael Jackson was around, there was a limited amount of channels on TV and ways you could like consume media. Taylor Swift right now is battling the internet and TikTok and YouTube and a hundred million different streaming services and this and that. And she's award shows. Putting up, right. Yeah. And she's still putting up these numbers. So I think it's impressive because I, I mean, every, like the demographics between, you know, females 10 to 50, like she's got those by a stranglehold. And three bums and a bunch of other men too. It's like, it, it, like she she is like someone that's like, it, like I mentioned, generational. Um, I think it's tough to say like Michael Jackson because the hits that Michael Jackson have, I mean, it goes toe to toe. And we're talking about like you know the heaviest of heavy hitters, whether it's the Beatles, and I don't like the Beatles, and we've talked about this on previous shows, but the Beatles. Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, like we're talking like the cream of the crop, Elvis and things like that. But Taylor Swift's not done. She's younger than we are. She still has another 20 years to go. So we don't know, like we're we're reaching the peak and everyone's like, oh, it, eventually it's going to like go down. We don't know that. She could skyrocket further because she's breaking she records. She for the next 40 years, dude. She's she could pull like down. a roll. Movie records, music record, TV records. It's all encompassing. So, yeah, I think she is on Michael Jackson's level. So another thing I wanted to bring up because I'm I'm, I'm seeing the whole Madonna like, all right, not bad-mouthing Madonna. I'm not bad-mouthing her. I love Madonna. I actually bought a couple records at one of my favorite, like, album stores. The, The guy was like, oh, is this for your wife? I was like, no, it's for me. I'm, I like this shit too, you know? So, you know, um, I, you know, Madonna, like she, she was like, if you're comparing Madonna, like the, again, this is Taylor Swift, Michael Jackson. This is not Taylor Swift and Madonna. And I think Jackson surpassed Madonna. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not, I'm never bad mouthing Madonna whatsoever. This is my, my uh, question of the week over here. So my thing is, is that um, with Taylor Swift and again, we we live in a, in a in an era today is that there is no music videos like how they used to have it back in the day where you know Mike when Michael Jackson came out with the video it was definitely prime time it was like a seven o'clock thing everybody knew it was going to come on they don't have that anymore because MTV is not what MTV used to be or any other like video video like obviously we got YouTube and they, they put it on there and they still get millions of hits it's not like they don't like people don't see like YouTube because it's it's such as big as uh, MTV. Um, but culturally and just like everything that she's, she's been doing, I mean, you got to say in today's world is that she's definitely hitting that mark where she's getting to that point where you got to put her in the, in that pedestal of like Michael Jackson, as far as musical artists. Um, so I say, yes, I, I feel like she is on that level of Michael Jackson. Um, and I, I think that she's definitely, again, you, you hit it on the, uh, the nail is that, um, 
she's still young. She still has a whole like other like years to come and, and put putting out uh, more albums and whatever she's going to do, whatever project she does. I'm like, I, again, she's a billionaire. So she's been doing everything like she's done and she, she can literally retire. She doesn't have to fucking put music out and she's just like killing it. So, um, yeah, that's my two cents. So. All right, Dougie, hit us, hit us with it. So I have a second theory to my Super Bowl thing. Okay. <laughs> This Here, we also, Here we go. Here we go. So, you know, it's kind of playing off of your whole zoo comment. Uh, so my second theory is 49ers win. Things start to go south between the two of them. She buys the Kansas City Chiefs, fires him from the team, kicks him off the team. He's no longer on the Kansas City Chief because now she's the owner. And uh, she doesn't. <laughs> where'd he go? He just doesn't want to hear it. So, uh, yeah, so I think instead of, like, another, uh, like, breakup, you know, CD or album, it'll be uh, she's just going to buy the Kansas City Chiefs and, and fire them. All right. I like that. And then she'll promote Matt Nagy to head coach. Oh. <laughs> and then everything will be right in the world. <laughs> then, we'll actually, then we'll actually see if it's truly Patrick Mahomes or if it's an Andy Reid. And if, what would happen if the Bears drafted Mahomes with Nagy as the coach? We'll get to actually finally see that. Yeah, All right. He's back. he's back. We're back. And then, as always, we're going to close out our show with our bums and MVBs. Let's. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. You call me a bum? My man, I, t- I take that with pride, with honor that I'm a bum. I'm the king of the bums, baby. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. Bum. <laughs> bum. All right. Oh, can't do that. Giants covered. All right. First off, King Ass, uh, Bum of the Week, Todd Monken. Ravens yeah. offensive coordinator. Ah, thank you. I don't, I don't know all those other guys, but yeah, I, we talked about it earlier. That game, that that game plan was was shit. Um, totally, totally terrible. Uh, MVB Dan Campbell for sticking to his guns and saying it was on. Yeah, that he, I like that he, in this con. He said like, yeah, I don't regret the decision, you know, and, but I, I stand by it and I'll take all the the flack that comes to me. Complete one eighty from what when you hear Eberflus talk about it and why'd you do that, Matt? Well, the guys didn't execute, and you know we had a good week in practice, but it's all about execution and discipline. Uh, fuck you, Matt. Um, Dan Campbell, I love it. How he, I love it. The other thing that I absolutely loved about him was how he basically told his guys, "I don't know if we're going to be back in this game ever again." He was like, you know, like these opportunities don't happen. Every single coach goes, "Hey." We're going to be back next year. We're going to be better, everything like that. He was flat out told those guys, hey, this might have been your one chance, and you may have blew it. I, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Very honest. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up from Herb Lawrence. <coughs> no. Uh, I'm sorry. This was a DM to us, so I didn't clip the person that submitted it. This is Gordo. Yo soy Gordo. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Gordo submitting his uh, bum and MVP of uh, Herb Lawrence. Pedro, good luck. Uh, you'll need it from Jared. Uh, it was good to meet the skip tonight. 
That's the on-running joke. That's Herb, the on-running Herb, joke. Herb, Herb is Jared. Jared is Herb. Herb is yeah, yeah. So Jared um, met Pedro Grafol, and Herb just quote tweeted saying it was good meeting to skip tonight. And I mean, obviously, that's just self-awareness and hilarious. Um, hilarious. But then he also bummed Herb Lawrence for biting and eating the, uh, you know, eating the cheese, if you will, on a fake duped story. So it happens to the best of us. Like we've all gotten trolled by like a fake account trying to break news. And it happened to Herb Lawrence this week. Not even the blue check mark. It's got a blue hat. Yeah. Fake, <laughs> fake Jeff Passon guy. Tough, tough scene there, man. Tough scene. Yeah. Uh, by a blue hat. Uh, CD44 bummed me for missing on Sarah. Yeah, man. You got to come through. Sometimes you got to put them in the big boy pants and stay out past nine o'clock. Um, MVB, bum for hosting. Looked like a blast. Runner-up bum. Off-season baseball rumors and moves. I'm burned out. If the Sox announce a new stadium, like they're building it, wake me up. Very good. All right. Spooky Sweet 13 says, list of bums. Flowers from the Ravens. Yeah, we talked about him. Big Bad. old bum. Uh, Taylor Swift haters. Yeah, there's a lot of those. People are muting words. People are muting Taylor and Travis on the, on the Twitters. And uh, Fox for demoting Greg Olson. Greg Olson's awesome, man. I think he's, he's he might be the best uh, color yeah. commentator in the game. And yeah, I, I know the I the, the the Super Bowl is on CBS this year, so we're gonna get Nance and Romo. And I think everyone's had their fill with Romo. I, he yeah. he was good as a novelty the first two years when he was like predicting plays and like this I is what's know, gonna Jim. happen. But now now it's all I don't know, Jim's and. and like Romo stinks, but so Fox demoted Greg Olson because they announced that Tom Brady is going to be the number one chair next year, and that's kind of bullshit. I understand Tom Brady's a big name and they're paying him a lot of money, but we don't know if he's any good or not. Like, right? How are you laying all your eggs on the Tom Brady basket when Greg Olson has proven he's a very, very good at what he does? There, there was yep. a crazy stamp like I, I, I saw on, on Twitter about Greg Olson is that anytime he's done anything with the Detroit Lions, they lost. They lost every single game. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, oh. that's, uh, that's a Bears. For, that's former Bears, Bears, Greg Olson. Yeah, former Bears, yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right, next up. Uh, six year whiskey. Aaron, uh, bum, me for jinxing the Hawks watch party drinking game. I don't know the context for what, how'd she jinx it. Do you know, Peter? She said it would be really awkward if they scored no goals tonight. And then they had. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it's all Aaron's fault. <laughs> that's all Aaron's fault. She totally 100% jinxed it. Uh, her MVB, the bums and country club for a good SI. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, Drew Bogues, uh, MVB, a Bray who is celebrating his 37th birthday. And fucking guy's younger than me and looks 10 years older. That is crazy, right? I mean, you know, the fudging of the numbers when, he when could, yeah, we don't know. We don't he, know. We could, he could be 47. Uh, but yeah. with the week, the business owner who told me they only communicate via fax. What? Hey, I want to know what business that is. Like, that is straight up. But like, what, is, what are you going to like some old ass boomer hobby shop or something, man? Like, we, we need to dox that business right away. <laughs> What year is this? It's probably probably the dude that hated Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm still point. I'm 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 honestly still shocked that we have printers at work. I, I like I don't know who anybody who uses printers like nowadays. I, like, get, a so I get a printer. I I, I got a printer. 
I print out invoices for my customers. I mean, my customers are all very old. So like it's half well, email the, and then the another half. Yeah. Half I don't email. I don't wanna I don't wanna flex too hard, but after uh me and Sarah got married, we took some of our wedding monies and we bought an uh all in one laser color printer for the home. Ooh. So I gotta, I gotta I'm gonna go yeah. print my invoices at your house. You can't do it. Dude, I got I got I got laser toner, man. I got color, I got color quality for laser, man, and I got the the facts in the scanner too, or not the facts, but the copier in the scanner too. So So that was my question. Like the printing, I think Johnny, I, I think like I think people are in the comments are like people still print. But when's the last time you sent a fax? I mean, no, yeah. I mean I've I've I'm you print it, you like print somebody. you scan the email. I guess, now. Okay, you, you know what? Maybe I should maybe I should I should have thought about that for a second. In my in the business that I work with, I don't like we don't print for anything at all. So it's like nothing that like it's all email based and all that. So um faxes, yeah, I, I agree. Like the, the whole fax thing is like it, that's like what it's such like 20, 30 years ago or something like that, um, type of deal. But um, yeah, I mean I you know what I before before I, I was working at the place I'm at, I used to work at a toner company. <laughs> You know, I used to do all the, you know, I used to do like the ink jets and the laser jets and, and whatnot. So it's, I mean, we had good business, but I mean, just like, I, I think like nowadays, like people, I guess I'm looking at it in a different perspective because I'm, I'm looking as like, I don't see people printing so much nowadays. It depends on what business that you're, you're in. So the business that I'm in, we don't print that much. So it depends on the business that you're, you're in. So I apologize if people are coming at me for printing, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to insult anybody. I, I took the slideshow down because I didn't want to cover Johnny's face, but I had I have to address this because Julie says Peter is a bum. He buys generic ink and it never works. Boo! <laughs> I was trying to save some money and I OEM bought that, baby OEM. I, know, I bought some like fake ass HP ink for our printer, and now that like <laughs> Scarlett's older, she likes to print a lot of coloring pages, and then like I said, I I print a lot of invoices for work. Uh, the ink we have right now is black and white only. The colors don't even work. Like that's some fugazi ass shit. Bum. That's a that's a rightful bum for me. I'm only gonna buy HP ink. And if HP wants to sponsor us, <laughs> dude, you get dragged on the ink, man. Just buy, spend the extra twenty bucks and get the get OEM, man. You know what's crazy? I could expense it from work too. I could have just expensed it from work and bought the good ink. I'm not trying to save a couple. You know bucks. what? I, I should bring this up as well too. I still have connections. Like I can actually give you better ink as well too. If you, you if use, you really yeah, had, you know what? Yeah, I'm like, I, 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 I guess I wasn't thinking about this. You know, Johnny, you, got, you got an ink guy. You got a, you got a fucking Johnny toner cartridge was, guy. There, Johnny. Johnny was the toner cartridge guy for like 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's 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 rule number two of IT. If it doesn't work, shake the toner. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, next, NASCAR Mitch. Uh, bums, uh, the missionaries that knocked on my door during the NFC Championship game. I'm all for Jesus, but interrupting while I'm eating a plate of tacos and watching football should be a sin. I wish that was on video, man. That would have that would have been pretty fucking funny to see him opening the door with a plate of tacos. And then, do you want to hear about our, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I bet Mitch was like looking like at the curtains of like, oh, no. Like, not, the not now. The ring doorbell camera or something. Yeah, you're probably like, yeah. Ring but to, to tell you the truth, I probably wouldn't even answered. Credit for him for even answering. I wouldn't have answered. Yeah, we get we get uh, 
we've gotten the Jehovah Witnesses in our neighborhood a few times, and really, I'm happy. Yeah. Oh yeah, they come. They come maybe like once a year, dude. I get them maybe like once. Yeah, about once a year. Um, but now I got the I got the the video doorbell, so now I'm like, you're good. You're you're good thing you live in the you you live in the suburbs in the city. They're coming like every month. I I I see them in their like you know their their suits and and ties and their dresses and all that stuff like that. Damn. Yeah. It, they're they're coming like almost every we month. don't we don't have we don't have any of that by me we barely even have like i mean this year we had trick-or-treaters but jason you know my house too like we have like that we have the sliding door protecting the front door so we almost have like a a buffer zone where like the ring the, the doorbell isn't up until you get to the the main door um yeah. so if we close that sliding door ain't no one bothering us nope <laughs> Oh, All right, next up, uh, Bruhan Luke bummed the Field Museum for running out of beer at the White Sox season ticket, ticket holder event on Friday night in less than 90 minutes. That is so on par for a White Sox event to not have its staff or stocked properly with knowing that the amount of people. I guess maybe they thought that the, the last 30 season ticket holders that they have remaining uh, weren't going to drink that much. But also, if you see any of the reports that come out from like these social me- like media marketing places white Sox fans drink the most beer per game than any other sports team so yep. that's all you needed to all you need to look at is the numbers data don't lie dudes and you would have known that even though our number numbers have dwindled in the last couple of years the the people who are remaining the, the survivors the elitists will pick up the slack for the rest of us yeah hold on i i, I would you I was going to say, I definitely would love to see, like, because, like, I know it was Miller Light getting thrown around. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, from the pitchers, it looked like it turned to Bud Light. I really do wonder, like, if the White Sox purposely bought Miller Light, like, to begin with, and then they just ran out because they didn't buy enough. And then they had to, like, dip into, like, the Field Museum supply. <laughs> I'd be interesting to hear. We got it. We have an update to the NASCAR Mitch story, Jason. Yeah. If you wanna, yeah. You got to pull up the comments. I'm going to pull up the comments and read them out. Okay. Uh, it was awful. I was I was drunk, so I had to walk to get tacos, and they followed me and began knocking on the door. Okay, a little creepy. I didn't answer, so they went to the back door and knocked. Okay, it's a little stalkerish. Oh. Then I had to listen because I didn't want to be. <laughs> so they, so yeah, dude. If, if that this was isn't even getting worse about what just happened, I would have my house, man. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, I was politely trying not to answer, and now you're fucking harassing me. So that's the thing. Mitch is a nice guy. He's on the he's news. Nice. So he can't be an asshole in public because that's then true. he's going to be like, hey, this this guy on TV was an asshole of me. If it was us, I would have been like, get the fuck <laughs> off my lawn. Like, get out of here, nerds. But uh, obviously, Mitch can't do that. He's a public he's got, figure. I got I to gotta know, Mitch, uh, hey, reply in the comments. You got a PR guy. Because if you have a PR guy, then maybe, you know, you could you could be a little ass asshole-ish and you know still spin or, it or or just get a dog. Just get a dog and let the dog root. Hey, you guys met you guys met Max before. She's a big sweetheart, but when that doorbell rings, her pit bull comes out and she yeah. barks like a motherfucker. <laughs> That's so all you need. she'll scare she'll scare people away. But uh yeah, Field Museum, fuck off. Actually, I shouldn't say Field Museum. I think it's more the White Sox or the catering company, whatever they whoever they hired. Um, oh, I guess um Mitch is asking. I'll take it. Hey, I'll be your PR guy. I got some I got some time to kill. 
I don't know if you want uh, the horniest guy on White Sox Twitter to be your PR guy. <laughs> I'm a good hype man, dude. What are you talking you about? You are no, I you know, hand up on me. I've had a couple. We recorded two shows. Uh, me and Dougie have been doing work. You're right, Jason. You are a good hype man. <laughs> uh, White Sox Twitter mom Joy. Uh, what or White Sox can kiss my ass, mom, not Celeste. Uh, bums, all the swift hating crybabies. Yep, a lot of that going around. Uh, Roxy bums CM Punk's triceps. Yeah, that sucks. That's he tore tough, his tricep. That, Comes back at first rumble and he tears his tricep. I'm so bummed about it because it's been ten years since he wrestled in a WWE ring, and yeah, he uh, he tore his tricep, and it, it's been an ongoing thing with him. He wrestles. He's just too old. Like, and, and that's it sucks because I'm a punk guy. Either get on the HGH or the steroids or something, um, but it sucks. Uh, her second, her second bum is tequila. Yep. I think we call all the bums can agree with that. And her third bum is Vince McMahon. Yep. Big bum for him. Um, I don't want to talk about too much of the allegations cause they're pretty horrendous and horrific. Uh, he but sucks. he's, he's a, out. He sucks. You know? Yeah. Uh, MVB, uh, CPG for all the assists for Dougie and everything on Saturday. And then Cody. Rose oh, it doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to to that later. (laughs) Oh shit! Uh, Brian S. Bum of the week. This freaking mart. Yeah, Brian. Brian got duped. He 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 blew up the. He texted all of us saying that there was a trade incoming, right when I was in the middle about to jump in the shower and. Yeah, I got I got so excited. I got so excited, and it was like a three-team trade incoming: Cubs, Mariners, and White Sox. And I don't follow this account. But, like, you know, Brian S. is on the internet enough. And, like, he's in the group chat. And I'm like, there's no way Brian S. would fall for any of this. So then, Jason, like, another peek behind the curtain, we trade off the promos for the Bumcast every Monday. So it's like one week you got them, one week I got them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna record a promo for the Bumcast until a trade happens. I'm like, what happens? Like, if, if something happens... This whole bum cast changes, you know, if, if Cease gets traded or the Cubs Sox make a trade, it's like big news. And especially, you know, there's sometimes news breaks where it's like we're the last people reporting it. But if news breaks on a Monday, we're the first ones talking about it. Uh, so I was like very excited. I'm like, whoa, shit, maybe. And so when Brian has sent that out, I'm like, hell yeah. And then he credit to him. He sent that like right away with the other one where he's like, oh, no. Yeah, it was all fake, fake ass news. Well. I, I will. I will correct you. Uh, I want to correct you just a little bit because if a news breaks on a Monday and it's Sox news, Beast getting it first at six p.m. Well, yes, and yes, getting, and then we're getting the leftovers. But yeah, well, I and then mean. we'll regurgitate his takes. I learned. Right. I learned my mistake from a, a one account one time, and then I. I don't like until I hear like other people see, reporting it. Like I've never heard this guy before. If I don't see like other reports, I'm not like I'm not uh, retweeting it or anything like that. Cause I, I got burned once before and I, I saw that. So like, I, I like for the minute, I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait and see like how this turns out. And all of a sudden, like when people started, like I started seeing like the other comments, I'm like, Oh, it's definitely like a fucking fake account. So, um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up. All right. I will. Uh, okay. Closing with mailman Jack as always, uh, his MV beef, not beef loaf, but actual beef. Uh, today is the day I get a couple big boxes of meat. Um, I'm not gonna make a 
joke on that one, but oh yeah, you uh, should. Friends... Hey, meat guy, meat guy, Jack. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, some friends from work got me in on this a few years back. Today was meat delivery day. I bet it was Jack. Where was it delivered, Jack? <laughs> if anyone's interested in getting some hamburgers, short ribs, and butt steaks, oh, so the so you got some butt steaks delivered, huh, huh, huh Jack? Okay. Uh, he knows a guy. Um, and his bum is all the Swifty haters out there on the Twitter streets today. Next two weeks, get over yourselves. Shake it off. Yep. I like that. Oh, I like, I like, the, one. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. And if you, I think, and if you want some, you want some big black coal sausage, holler at mailman Jack. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Dougie, you're our resident, you know, the resident chef, resident cook of the group. Um, yeah. but I mean, Jason and I, myself, even Johnny, like we, we, we're, we're familiar enough with the grill, like uh, get in yeah. on the action. So yeah, I want a piece of Jack's meat. Yeah. You I want Jack's meat in your mouth. Pause. The meat in this fridge. <laughs> sure. Sure, Jan. All right. Yeah, see, um, Jack said you put on tea for me. Sometimes it's sometimes it's too easy. Alley oop. Alley oop, baby. Alley oop. All right. Now I get to the creme de creme, our bums and MVBs. Uh Dougie, start us off this week. All right, uh, a simple bum. Uh, I'm going to be bumming the Blackhawks for getting shut out. Have the whole fucking event all centered around drinking game, and they couldn't score a damn goal, and it was pitiful. Um, but my MVB goes to everyone that helped me get home safely on Saturday. <laughs> I was a complete mess, and uh, yeah, and people helped me down the stairs, got me in the car, and I almost hung myself with my own mattress. So thank you to everybody that helped me. Greatly appreciated. I promise it won't happen again. <laughs> that was yeah. uh that was fun. That was that was a that was a lot of fun when uh when I, I think it was Aloha Mr. their hand. Somebody was like, Dougie needs help down the stairs. And I'm like, oh shit, what's happening? And then by the time I got to the stairs, there was a 15 people like craning you out of the 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 bar i was like i don't think they need my help i turned like, i turned was... around and the whole the whole upper floor was like just like three people and i was like where the fuck did everyone just dip out and then apparently they don't want to go help dougie everyone helped dougie and, and that that's yeah. a credit to you dougie everyone loves you why everyone wants to make you uh make sure everyone's safe yeah yeah i love i love them all well right back all right what else you got that was it that's a, that's it for me all right Johnny, what you got? Uh, I don't have an MVB, but I do have a what a bum. And um, obviously, I know time um, restraint from Peter and all that and everybody else. Uh, I'm explaining, it. And you could go on like uh, the Chicago Bears actual like uh, account, their social media uh, team. Uh, I just saw like probably about maybe two hours ago, they put out a, a, a highlight video of Jalen Johnson um, of how good he is. And to me, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm like, why are you even putting that out there? We know how good he is. I want to fucking sign this motherfucker. I want him to be a bear for a long time. And to me, like, like we all know how good he is. You don't have to put a highlight video of him out there showing like what he can do. We know we, what he can do. I want him signed. That's like, I thought for, for a second, for, for a split second, I'm like, oh gosh, is this good news? Is this like this is like the point where we're gonna sign him and all that? Um, 
and I hopefully is because if you get rid of him, if you let him go, you're you're a. I will I will start. I don't even know what I'll do because he he is definitely somebody that you should keep for a very long time. And to me, I, I just feel like putting that out there. It just I don't know. It's just not a. To me, I feel like it's not a good look because I'm like, you definitely need to sign him. I'm like, I don't want the highlights. I, I the the next thing I want to see is like, hey, we signed him for four years, five years, or whatever it is that's going to take him to keep him for the whole time. So, um, that's what I want to see. So, my bum of the week is the the Chicago Bears social media account. Yeah, it's a yep. good point, and I, I think yeah. they are going to come to an agreement. It sounds like both sides are willing and and you know like receptive. I think it's going to happen, but worst case scenario, Johnny, you got the franchise tag. Um, I don't know how much Jalen Johnson would be willing to play on the franchise tag, but he'd be paid fairly well. So yeah. um, that would be kicking the can down the road, and I'd rather sign him now. Um, but I, I, I think Jalen Johnson will be a bear for the foreseeable future. Yep. Right. It, but like to, to Johnny's point, save that hype video for when you sign him. You know, that's a, that's a like, good point, Johnny. Like, I don't like, yeah, my thing is like, I don't mind them. Like, you know, putting that, like, I guess I should say, I don't mind that putting it out there. Like I, I, I love Jalen Johnson. He's been a fucking great, great player for us. But my, my, I guess the thing for the Chicago bears, like in a point of, you know, organization is like, you guys, you guys are kind of going back and forth with this. And I'm like, you should sign him like right away. You got the money. You should just go and sign him. That's that's what I want to see next. I don't want to see a, I don't want to see the highlight video. I want to see, hey, we've signed them for four years, and then go ahead and put out the highlight video. That's my thing. I dig it. Absolutely. All right, Peter, what you got? All right. Um, my MVB is literally everyone that came out on Saturday night. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We knew that um, you know, asking people to go out the Wrigleyville when we're a predominantly white Sox and South Side podcast is a lot to ask for. But there was a lot of you guys that did come out, and it was a lot of fun. So shout out to everyone that came out. Um, the Blackhawks might have stunk, but we made the best of it between the Royal Rumble and the tequila shots. And, I mean, Dougie handing out the tequila shots. It was a good time. Uh, so thank you to everyone that showed up. Um, we appreciate you all. Um, and we, we're excited to do more Blackhawks content in the future. Obviously. We're a few, we might even be a few seasons behind, but we're getting in on the ground floor because we do all have faith that they're building something special. And Connor Bedard is a superstar, and, he, and I think they're on the right path to, you know, getting back to glory. So we want to get in on the ground floor with it, and uh, uh, I think there's, there's more Blackhawks content to be had. So thank you all. Um, it was a really good time. And, uh, yeah, we have more stuff to be announced later, but thank you. And then my bum, um, it's something I've wrestled with for a long-ass time. Uh, Jason, I, I, would I consider you more – I feel like you're more of a score guy. Um, no, I'm an ESPN You're guy. an ESPN guy? I, right, I, so I, I switch. I switch. You know, like I'm, I'm, score, I'm score in the mornings, ESPN midday afternoons. So I've been an ESPN 1000 guy for, I mean, since high school. I remember, like, Save the Music Saturdays with Sylvie and Carmen when they used to do their show together. And they were basically, like, fresh out of college. Uh, so ESPN announced their their lineup for the year, basically. And if you go on their Instagram account, you'll see a lot of the same vitriol I have. And I understand. 
that Mike Greenberg is a big name and he, you know, probably has in his contract that he has to be in certain markets and certain things. But no one wants to listen to Greeny from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Like no one. I don't want to hear Jets talk. I don't want to hear about Sauce Gardner and Aaron Rodgers. And it's something that's been a problem with ESPN 1000 for a while now. Because I like everyone else. Cap and J-Hood, I'll, I'll take in small doses. Um, I'm not a big J-Hood guy. Right. So, But Carmen and Yurko and Wild and Sylvie and Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah is a really good up-and-coming show. I mean, they've been around for a little bit, but... I really do like the 12 to 8 p.m. Like the the back end of their shows are lights out. But the fact that they have Mike Greenberg in the middle of the day and they're never going to change it. He's going to be on for as long as he does radio sucks because that's when everyone turns the dial to the score. And I do like the score. I'm not saying like, you know, the score stinks. I, I listen to both. But having that freaking albatross in the middle of your lineup is a problem and they're not going to change it anytime soon and it stinks yeah no i i think i think the the uh bernstein at home show is a it's a good show like i when i listen to it they i mean people like bernstein's like very polarizing people like some people like absolutely hate him you know and i i'm kind of like on the same like he takes a lot of like old man on cloud you know stuff, but I like listening to Lawrence Holmes. I, he does a lot of good, like in-depth, like White Sox analysis. And when he gets on a rant about the White Sox too, it's always like a must, must listen to. And uh, Leila Rahimi is always entertaining as well. So it's it's at least it's something that's worth listening to. And because like it's it's yeah, sometimes I'll turn the car, I'll get in the car, and I'll have this the score will come on because the last thing I listen to. And I I have like the first couple seconds of Green Greeny just talking about fucking stupid New York shit that no one in Chicago gives a shit about, and it's like just I don't understand it too. I've tweeted this out numerous times that like it's an automatic switch when he comes on. It, yeah, ESPN fucks up, and they wonder why their ratings suffer for it because people tune in to score and then they just keep listening. Like Mully and Hall, like I I don't like David Hall all that much, but I like Mully, you know, um, but. Cap, you know, he, he gets his, on his meatball Cubs takes as well, too. So I kind of take him in doses. So I'll listen to, like I said, let's score in the morning ESPN afternoon. Cause I like, I really like Carmen and Yurko. Like they're, they're good. All right. I'm taking us home. Um, I got two, two bums. Uh, my first bum is this, I was supposed to, I forgot to do it last week. It's this Versace <laughs> ad. That someone decided that was going, they were going to approve this. Um, apparently, Versace just took two images of Mike Glennon and slapped alien-looking, oh, wow. you know, models on this thing because they—that's that's fucking Mike Glennon neck right there. This also looks like the most fucking AI-generated ad I've ever seen in my life, too. So I don't know who decided that this was attractive or a win, but. This is a terrible ad from Versace. And what's even funnier is the 746 comments of people just roasting this ad on Twitter. It's, um, that's bad. <laughs> is, is that Epstein's Island in the background? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, my, uh, second bum is 
companies, if you watch the games yesterday, the companies who start teasing their Super Bowl commercials weeks before they even air, you know, you got like, like I saw Popeyes was doing theirs and I, I there's always, there's a, a couple other, but um, every, every year companies do this. They had like the Mr. Peanut a couple years ago. We don't need teaser trailers for our fucking commercial people. Like, I don't know why people decided that we need a fucking teaser for a commercial that is 99% of the time going to suck anyways, because the commercials used to be really good. Now they overhype these motherfuckers. Like they're fucking like, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer docu, you know, like documentaries and or uh, mo- like action movies and shit. They got oh, uh, State Farm is doing Arnold, like a State Farm agent, some shit like that. Or Schwarzenegger, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So they got Arnold. They're doing a teasing Arnold. Stop fucking teasing. Just play the fucking commercial. And let us all be shocked about what you what you're doing, and hopefully it's fucking good. But it. The marketing for these these companies is fucking out of control with their Jason. Has has it just been this year that you've been noticing this, or has it just been like a long time that you've been building? It's, this no, up? it's been it's been the it's been the past few years. Like they've they've talked about it, you know, like they've they've been doing this for a, a few years now because yeah, they try to right. make these these fucking thirty second minute ads like just mini, you know, like action packed fucking movies or whatever. But they're bad. They're all bad. None of them. None of them ever hit. The ones that you, the ones you remember, are the ones that just come out of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh fuck, that was," I can't believe they did. Or it's shocking, like, but the big you're name abs- brands, they don't yeah. do good anymore. I agree. I think you're absolutely right. Like, I, I, I love the whole like, um, like, you put the commercial on the Super Bowl. We had no idea it was gonna come out, and that was it. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like a build up. Like, oh, like we got. I was like, oh gosh, I can't wait till the State Farm commercial comes out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know. I agree. Like it used to be like nobody knew what was going to come out and that was like the best commercials that they would ever do. So I, yeah. I 100% agree with you. One of my favorites of all time was uh, like one second Miller high life commercial when the, with the one dude that used to deliver to high life, he was just like high life. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, somebody you just did some good, like good outside the box thinking and you don't need to go big budget and like pay these you know, expensive advertising companies to come up with something that's just going to flop anyways. You know, like Bud Light had for years what like Bud Light, Pepsi were always dropping like great fucking commercials. And now they're, now they're all trash. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. And then I'm taking this home. My MVB is my uh, future sister-in-law, Shannon, uh, who basically runs country club. Um, She does all the marketing and PR social media for, um, and parties as well. She's the event planner uh, there, but um, she was the one who set us up and hooked us up with all this. Um, shout out big time as well. But if, for those of you wondering why we went up to Wrigleyville, it's because my future sister-in-law um, basically has been taking care of me for the better part of, I want to say going on almost 15 years now, because back when I promoted that her bar was one of the places I used to promote for in Wrigleyville. I actually knew her way longer then I know my brother because I just met them. You guys know I'm adopted and, you know, I, I met my family, you know, five years ago. Um, so I actually known her longer than I've known my own brother who's with her now. So it's, it's kind of funny when he told me he was, he's like, Oh, I was showing a picture of my new girlfriend. I was like, Oh, you're dating Shannon. Like, it's like, you know her. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, uh, you know, I used to promote up back when it was for her back when it was rebel. So, um, but yeah, she's always been good to me and, and, now good for all of us for the bums. So um, we're happy that 
that might be a new place we do regular events. Not going to do any Cubs watch parties, so no one in the comments freak out or anything. We're not going to do any of that stuff. Hey, if the bums in the bleachers take off and they want to do some watch parties, I'm not opposed to Praz and the Dram Daddy doing some things. Yes, but we will not be we will not be infringing on Cubs uh, territory for that. Um, but uh, any other stuff we might do. So, um, but yes, thank you to her and to Big Tom as well for taking care of us on Saturday. And uh, once again, just a reminder: next week. Josh Nelson from Sox Machine. Uh, he's going to be talking 49ers. We're going to be talking Super Bowl with Josh next week. So uh, make sure you're with us. We'll do our Super Bowl preview show, and we'll be doing, like I said, giving some bets, giving some predictions and all that good stuff. But don't miss next week. Josh is going to be with us. Guys, wet January is officially here. Wet January, baby. Everyone drink. Wet January. Even though I had some wine earlier for dinner, but uh, water tonight. But uh, guys, thanks for joining us. See you next week. Peace.